thank you for tuning into Developing with Theorists, the podcast show where we discuss our favorite developmental theorists. I'm your host, Jolena DePaulo. Today, we will be discussing a man who has heavily influenced the way we understand cognitive development, a man who has his roots planted in psychology and epistemology, the intelligent and impactful Jean Piaget. If you are unfamiliar with Jean Piaget, I will begin with a little bit of background about him. Piaget was born in 1896 in Switzerland. Piaget started his scholarly journey in his early teen years when he was classified as an expert in the study of mollusks, such an expert in fact that his works were being widely published. Once Piaget finished high school, he entered the zoology program at the University of Neuchâtel. By 1918, he had received a PhD in the natural sciences. The same year that he graduated, he began his studies in psychology at the University of Zurich, which further fostered his interest in psychoanalysis. Okay, now that we have we know the type of brilliance we're dealing with, Let's get right into the details of Piaget's stage theory. Piaget is well known for his contributions to what we know and understand about the stages of brain development during the early years and on. Piaget's stage theory explores that we must reach four stages of cognitive development throughout our lifespan. He believed that we must complete all four stages to reach our full human intelligence. Piaget believed that children could pass through stages at different ages than the stages he initially identified, but he firmly believed that the stages cannot be skipped and the cognitive development occurs as a sequence of order. This means that you cannot develop from stage 1 to stage 3, back to stage 2, and then to stage 4. He stated that each stage works as a foundation for the next stage to build upon. So let's explore this theory. The first stage is the sensory motor stage. He believed this stage occurred between birth and two years old. During the sensory motor stage, Piaget states that the brain can begin healthy development through life experiences and through the five senses of smell, touch, see, hear, and taste. For an infant, this can begin with breast or bottle feeding, then progresses to habits such as thumb sucking. By the time a child has reached four months old, they have an awareness of things outside of themselves. This means that children begin engaging in voluntary actions for a reaction. For example, shaking toys that we know make a sound, or watching a smiling face and smiling back, further imitating facial expressions of others. This stage emphasizes the working memory which Piaget has classified as the realization of object permanence. The theory of object permanence explains that a child can understand that an object exists even when they cannot see it. During the sensory motor stage, children are so curious. They want to engage in all five of their senses. They need to taste, smell, listen, hear, and see everything around them. If you're a parent or an educator, you can understand the heightened awareness that we have as adults during this stage for the children that we are responsible for. There are baby hands and baby mouths on everything during the sensory motor stage. 
This stage also introduces lots of movements. As children begin, begin to be able to use their neck to hold up their head, to sit up, to crawl, to walk, and eventually to run. Physical activity during this stage is essential as it facilitates increased cognitive development. Piaget explains that during the sensory motor stage, children are egocentric. What this means is that the child can only understand things that happen to themselves. This is different from the idea of being selfish because during this age, children cannot understand or identify different points of view. This is also the stage when children learn to use language to acquire and classify their personal needs. The second stage is the pre-operational stage, which Piaget believed occurred between the ages of two to seven years old. During this stage, Piaget focuses a lot on symbolic thinking. He explained that children can now understand that words and actions can be symbols for other things. For example, waving our hand means hello or goodbye. Shaking our head up and down means yes. And shaking our head side to side means no. He observed and explained that children would draw their family members based on what the member means to the child and the symbolic characteristics of that person. Once we have reached the age of four, our curiosity peaks. Children begin asking questions and trying to make sense of their world. Piaget refers to this age as the intuitive age because children can understand that they have lots of information, but they are unsure of how they obtain such information. They can understand the concept of past and future, before and after. Children engage in imaginary and pretend play during this stage. Imaginative play is essential during this stage because it allows children to pretend and learn and experience new roles outside of their individual self. Children have strong intuition at this stage, but their logic is not strong, and they are still unable to conduct complex, abstract thinking such as cause and effect or time. Children are still egocentric during this stage, which is important for us as parents and educators to keep in mind. We might think that they're being a little bit selfish, but they actually do not have the brain capacity to understand that others may see the world differently than we do. The next stage is the concrete operational stage, which Piaget state, stated occurs between the ages of 7 to 11 years old. This is the time when logic finally begins to form and children can engage in concrete cognitive thinking processes. During this stage, children can begin to engage in inductive reasoning, which means that they can use their logic to generalize conclusions based on observations that they have made and based on their own personal experiences. Children can classify their thoughts and form concrete operational mental structures and can sort objects in the correct order. They are able to differentiate objects. For example, the difference between a magazine and a book Conservation develops during this stage, which can be described through an example of pouring water from one bucket to a different bucket during sensory water play. The child can understand that the water from one bucket is equal once it is poured into the other bucket. Piaget believed that during this stage, children have an awareness of their own thoughts and they can now identify these thoughts belong to them. 
Because of this, children can understand that others may not share the same ideas or opinions and thoughts that they do, and that each person is their own individual person. Piaget explained that during this stage, children can understand experiences and situations from a less egocentric point of view, meaning that they can understand someone else's point of view actually exists. The final stage is the formal operational stage. Piaget believed that this stage occurred from the age of 11 and throughout the lifespan, and that once this stage is complete, we have reached our full level of intelligence. We begin to think more rationally and intellectually about ideas and can think logically about imaginary events during this stage. Since we become more cognitively developed in this stage, we can understand love, hate, being successful, and failing. Piaget explained that during this stage, our understanding of our own identity becomes deep and we begin to form our morals and values as an individual person. We start thinking of who we are and what our place in this world is. The idea of being compassionate towards others begins to form during the formal operational stage because we begin to understand how and why people are the way that they are. This stage introduces deductive reasoning to our brain, which means that we can evaluate concepts and formulate logical generalizations based on the information that we already understand. Piaget believed that during this stage, we acquire the skills of planning and prioritizing, philosophizing, and thinking about thinking. Although we are not entirely egocentric, our brains now form egocentric thoughts. Additionally, we can now translate concepts and ideas from one context to another. Piaget's theory insists that there is a need for order. This includes his ideas of assimilation, accommodation, and equilibration. In Piaget's terms, assimilation is the ability to use new information to fit in with existing cognitive schemas. What this means is that the child will make sense of new concepts by organizing the new concept with the previously learned information. For example, a child can learn about a bee, which could be new information, but having existing information about a fly, the child will consider both bees and flies are the same. I've seen this in my experience when we're outside with children and there are some flies and they are screaming, bees! <laughs> Next, Piaget refers to the idea of accommodation, which means modifying existing cognitive schemas with new information when the existing knowledge does not make sense. For example, both birds and planes can fly, but the child understands that these two things are not the same even though they both have wings and the ability to fly. Finally, equilibration means that as humans, we try to find ways to make information sensical and comfortable. As humans, we do not like when information is inconsistent or contradictory. After hearing these stages of Piaget's theory, I'm not sure about you, but they do sound like they make total sense to me. Anytime I hear a theory, I like to think critically about the ideas and beliefs and apply it to my previous experience with my own children or with children that I've worked with over the years. But with every theory comes those who challenge and criticize certain aspects. One of the criticisms of Piaget's work is that he underestimated the ages and stages that children can achieve parts of the stages. For an example, 
These critics believe that a baby may actually know an object exists, but may not be able to physically grab the object or may lack the coordination to reach for the object. This criticism challenges the lack of scientific control and questions that babies may have object permanence. But the research methods that have been used to discover this information make it appear as if they don't. Also, some critics have stated that some of the ages in the stages in Piaget's theory have been proven to not line up with the ages in real life. For example, Piaget was adamant that the stages must follow a sequence, but some children have exhibited certain skills and abilities in one stage before they have exhibited the skills from a previous stage. This challenges Piaget's idea that the stages must be completed in order. Another criticism of Piaget's theory is that through research, it has been proven that many adults cannot reach the formal operational stage, as only half of adults that were tested were actually capable of abstract thinking. This notion challenges Piaget's claim that the stages in his theory can be uni universally applied to everyone. An additional criticism of his theory is that it's considered as reductionist, which means to view human behavior from a simple perspective. This challenges Piaget's theory because he does not consider the impact of the teacher's role in development and learning. As Piaget believed that children discover and learn things all on their own, he excludes the effect of teachers offering learning experiences and the idea of learning from others. This criticism was supported by Lev Vygotsky, who argued that social interaction is essential for brain development and that children learn in social situations by collaborating with those who have knowledges and skills that the child is trying to acquire. This also challenges the idea of scaffolding, which means that children learn from teachers who offer support as they learn new concepts or, concepts or skills. Finally, some critics highlight the idea that Piaget excludes cultural differences. Critics, critics challenge that because Piaget's theory is based on universal stages of cognitive development, the con sorry, its contributions that social settings and family cultures have on children. While Piaget did not directly link his research and conclusions about cognitive development to learning in an educational setting, his findings can be applied in the context of the classroom. The most important implication of Piaget's theory is the idea of discovery learning, which is the idea that children learn through active exploration, observation, and creating conclusions in ways that make sense to them. Discovery learning within the classroom should be applied through opportunities that encourage exploration, experimentation, investigation, and testing for the goal of the child to find new information. Within an early childhood setting, discovery learning can be included through sensory bins. For example, water play using measurable materials, such as measuring cups, spoons, and buckets, and other items that introduce children to the idea of conservation. Another way to include discovery thinking, thinking within the classroom is the famous volcano experiment. The children can fill the paper mache creation with baking soda and ignite the baking soda with vinegar. This is a step-by-step -step process that gives children an opportunity to collaborate, observe, and experiment, which teaches them cause and effect. 
This supports Piaget's theory because the children are using schemas they have and building upon that knowledge with new information to formulate a conclusion. Some general ways to include Piaget's theory in everyday activity is by offering hands-on learning opportunities, such as manipulative play with Play-Doh, or the use of props and visual aids such as calendars to identify the schedule of the day. While working in kindergarten classrooms, I have observed that teachers introduce a daily schedule in a sequence of order and refer to it various times throughout the day so the children can visually see what part of the day they're at. Another way to implicate Piaget's theory within the classroom is to utilize story problems within math lessons or classifying and grouping exercises for science. To teach science, the educator can have the children classify, for example, deciduous and evergreen trees in a chart form where the children can choose a type of leaf from either type of tree and then decide which column to classify them in. When incorporating Piaget's theories into practice within the classroom, it is essential to keep in mind some key points. Piaget believed that children learn best by engaging in learning rather than hearing lessons. This is supported by his idea that children are natural discoverers and that for them to learn, they must discover the idea on their own. Piaget strongly believes, believed that the process of learning and discovering is more important than the result of the learning experience. Piaget expressed that for children to learn, they must be ready and willing to learn. Trying to force learning upon children goes against Piaget's theories and beliefs. Piaget believed that learning is a natural individual process and must be child-led. This relates to his theory of moving from one stage to the next. So everyone, that pretty much sums up what we know about Jean Piaget and his stage theory of cognitive development. Piaget has greatly contributed to what we know about child development and to the field of early childhood education. I genuinely hope you found this podcast very educational and entertaining. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Developing with Theorists with your host, Jolina DiPaolo. Remember, wise words from Piaget himself. Intelligence is what you use when you don't know what to do. Have a great day.